Welcome to the Minimum Baseline Podcast, the pod where normal people become incrementally less shit. Sometimes. I'm Stacey Fisher. And I'm Taryn Hedo. And together, we're sisters and a pair of normies trying to work out what it is that Minimum Baseline even means. (laughs) That would be good. (laughs) Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording this podcast today. That is the lands of the Wurundjeri and Gadigal peoples. Pay our respects to elders past, present, future and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Taryn, this Hello. is the podcast where I come so dead last, I almost come first, and you write a very good thing. Thank you. Well, I was going to say this is the podcast where I am too wrecked to almost do the bare minimum at all. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about why that is. The minimum baseline is turning up. Very, very much so. It's, uh, it's, it's, hold- I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm, uh, I'm sort of got like my pinky finger and I'm trying to hold on to it oh, to stop babe. from, from falling down. But, uh, no, well, I have, I've done the, some good things. The working title for this podcast is, if you checked the run sheet, <laughs> how to practice being shit. So you are currently doing that. Yes. Practicing. You're just turning up and doing the shit thing. I'm doing this. I'm doing the absolute bare minimum, but I'm here. Yep. And Thank I'm ready to, to have a chat. Lovely. Shall we start with batshittery? Yes, we shall. <laughs> <laughs> what batshit thing have you brought for me today? Daisy, I have a question for you. When you think of Australia and New Zealand, Yes. You think of something that unites us. What are some ideas? Let's brainstorm. What are some things that unite Australia and New Zealand? Arguing about who invented Pavlova. Correct, yes. Trying to pass Russell Crowe off on the other one. Okay, let's think about like animals, like, you know, a bit more tangible. Things that could be used as mascots, perhaps. That unite the two of us. Mm. Do we even share any animals? Sheep? Do you know what? <laughs> According to FIFA, we do share one animal, a very important animal, and that animal is a penguin. Oh, cute. So, <laughs> the FIFA... not what I think of, not what I'm like, what, what symbol unites New Zealand and Australia? Not, the first thing that comes to mind is not a penguin, but it is adorable. It is adorable. So the FIFA 2023 Women's World Cup official mascot presented by fifa is a penguin called tazuni because uh, au and z and then unite uniting the tasman oh and- no no <laughs> who she who is- signed off on that copy <laughs> tazuni is a 15 year old who just wants to play football and one day wants to represent her country there's a very cute video of her of the penguin playing with with kids in a stadium. So it's very cute. But Nice, wholesome. My first thought when I saw that a penguin was the mascot for Australia and New Zealand was, has Antarctica, like, won the rights <laughs> off us? Like, who in their right mind thinks Australia, oh, yeah, penguins? No. Everyone north of Phillip Island is feeling very left out right now. <laughs> it's bizarre. I mean... 
technically, yes, that species of fairy penguin that everyone goes to Phillip Island and watches them come in and is all very cute. Technically, they exist on both New Zealand and Australia. And I get it. I get it. Okay. It's the, it's very hard. Like you did find it quite difficult to think of something that unites <laughs> us both. But I don't know if a penguin is the best is option. No, like this was an afterthought. Who let the work experience kid decide the marketing strategy for the promotion of the Women's World Cup? Look, all mascots are kind of stupid. It's extremely low stakes. It doesn't matter. I have just had a good laugh at all of the penguin discourse in my group chats this week, and I will continue to have a good laugh. Upside penguin discourse. There (laughs) there is no downside to that. Yeah, I mean, she has blue hair as well, so we're like, oh, it's a queer-coded penguin for the Women's World Cup. It makes sense. Hair? What hair colour would you give a penguin? Blue, apparently, because she's cool and spunky. Anyway, it, that's that's, that's my your weekly bachelorette. That's cute. I like that. There but, you yeah, go. you're right. It's batshit. It is batshit. Stacey... <laughs> You have the most obvious batshit yes. for this week. And as soon as I saw this, I bagged it. I sent you a text straight away and was like, mine, bagsies. So, you know of the Sun newspaper in the UK? Yes, I do. Tell me about your impressions of the Sun newspaper. Generally, oh, it's shocking. It's banned in Liverpool for a reason. They're the <laughs> worst people on earth. Well, this week, The Sun did probably the best thing that The Sun has ever done, and that was to run a live webcam to stage a runoff between Liz Truss, the UK PM, former UK PM, and a 60p letters from Tesco to see who had the longer shelf life. Now, as we all know, Liz Truss hung up her boots after only 45 days in the job, becoming the UK's shortest ever serving Prime Minister. <laughs> Before her, the longest serving Prime Minister had been a guy who died of tuberculosis 119 days into his run. Oh my God. <laughs> Says a lot. Says a lot. Upshot. The Lettuce won. And the Sun announced Lettuce's victory with the headline, let us rejoice. <laughs> Anyone who is like, maybe we get rid of the copy editors, let us rejoice. Nah, that guy has a job for life, a woman. Have you have you seen the graph of the amount of lizards in charge of the UK? It was like one <laughs> since, you know, whenever Queen Elizabeth was crowned, 1950 something. One all the way. And then for two days, there was two. <laughs> and then it went back down to one. And now it's zero. None. There are zero Lizzies running the UK. Poor Lizzies. <laughs> Look, it would be remiss of me to talk about Liz Truss's prime ministership without raising the issue of the glass cliff. So that's the statistical phenomenon where women are more likely to be promoted to situations of leadership during a time of crisis or duress, thereby being set up for failure. I, I did just want to ask you this. Do you think that Liz Truss truly failed? Yes. She killed the queen and then <laughs> plunged the country into an economic crisis. Did she, though? Like, we don't know what success means to Liz Truss. Like, we don't know what her what her end game was because this bitch could just be a typical 47-year-old mum of two who just got in, did the job, got out, and we are just... Did the job? What job? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she become the PM, meets the Queen, kills the world's longest serving monarch, fucks up the economy, sends the country into a recession, resigns in just six weeks, and then she just doesn't elaborate. What what do you think Liz Truss's minimum baseline is? What what she what do you think she's working off here? Well, fuck if it's a bad one, she exceeded expectations. <laughs> well done, Liz Truss. Look, we don't know what her minimum baseline was. We don't know what her objectives were, but she did a lot in those forty five days. And as a mum of two in her forties, I'm just going to assume that that's what she set out. She's just super efficient. Well. Shall we talk about the things that we're, we should be talking about on this podcast? <laughs> Darren, what are you working on this week? So last week I talked about how I was tracking how I was doing health-wise. So mm-hmm. beginning and end of every day, rating out of 10, what I'd been doing that day, all of those those things. And I, mo- I mostly did that. I, I got slack over the weekend. Uh, for reasons that I will explain, but I I was I was mostly okay with it. I think that the most immediate thing that it shows me is that you know already like prior to this podcast, prior to you telling me that we we're going to do this podcast, my minimum baseline has increased substantially. I am much much better than than what I was when you know I was first diagnosed with POTS. I am much more able to get things done. I am much more sort of stable in my energy levels and my moods and all of that is a very good thing. Mm -hmm. But there was definitely some some sort of downturns. On Saturday night, uh, I attended the Melbourne Derby, the men's A-League game between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City. Uh, as, As part of what I was doing there, I had to do an awful lot of walking, probably the most walking that I've actually done since COVID. Mm-hmm. I think in total, there was maybe like half an hour of walking. There was lots of standing. There was lots of concentrating. It was a lot. Yeah, It was a lot. And I didn't get home till like 11, which is mm-hmm. very late for me. And I... Am paying the price. I paid the price mm. uh, on Sunday, and as of the day of recording today, on Monday, I am continuing to pay the price. So, I think that what I need to do this week is begin to sort of better, to begin to form a system to better measure my outputs on the low energy days, mm-hmm. and how to sort of work around them because they're going to happen because Mm -hmm. nights like Saturday night are necessary I can't avoid them Mm -hmm. and I know that it's going to impact me for a few days afterwards quite significantly Mm. so how do I work with that and work around that Mm. and measure how I'm doing that going forward. So this week is this to maximize productivity or to time to plan product. So to time plan. Okay. I've got this thing on the Saturday night. I know that's going to wipe me out for a couple of days. I need to bank this much rest into my week in order to best care for my body. It's both right. Because Mm -hmm. it's not, 
I am not in the business of forcing myself to be productive to the point where I fall off a cliff. Yeah, great. That's not what this podcast is about and that's not what I'm about anyway. Mm -hmm. It's certainly something that I've learned through this journey with chronic illness that that is the worst possible thing that you can do to yourself. Mm -hmm. So in order to maximize what, what I can do in a week, I need to plan. And I think before I can properly plan, I need to get the data and understand better what Mm. I can do. Because Mm. it's not like I was completely, it's not like I did nothing yesterday. Um, I actually had a very bad experience going to a comedy show, which I don't know if we need to get into a five minute rant about accessibility, but um, basically Mm. please have actually accessible venues with actually helpful staff. Anyway, that's the the next thing. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's you know, I wouldn't, I didn't get any work done yesterday. And today I need to get some stuff done. I need to record this podcast. I need to record another podcast. But apart from that, man, I'm going to be playing football manager. I'm going to be putting my feet up on the couch and having a rest. Because yeah, great. that's all I'm capable of today. Mm. Hmm. And when I pull my finger out and put those PDFs up online, I'm going to share them with you, but there's a weekly planning sheet that I do. And in that I pop in appointments, events, meetings, and really plot around, you know, because I suffer from a chronic illness as well, not nearly to the degree that you do, but I get tired and I need to know For instance, I had a big weekend. I had lunch on Saturday and then I had another lunch on Sunday and I knew I had to get up at six, or I had to get up at quarter past five this morning for a 6 a.m. swim. And so I knew that I could, because I'd planned out my week, I knew I had to be home by 5 p.m. at the latest. I could only have maximum three drinks on the Sunday because if I had any more or stayed any later, I'd be wiped for the swim and I just can't afford to have the weekend bleed into the week. But I knew that because I'd plotted out the week in advance, I knew that this weekend was going to be bigger than usual socially, which makes me sound like such a loser. I had two events. I had two lunches. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I just can't drink anymore. My body, you know, because of my hormonal imbalance, I just can't process alcohol particularly well. And so I just need to plan that stuff. But I've got a system to do it. So I'll share that with you and you can maybe utilize that as well. Yeah, fantastic. I, I certainly will. And I think that, you know, anyone listening, you don't need to have a chronic illness to get tired as well. No, <laughs> God, no. People, God. people just get tired. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's, the that's... world is the hunger games at <laughs> the moment. So yeah. everyone's tired. We, yeah. all, we all are Taryn. Hashtag. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but it's also like that's one of the difficult things about getting better so it's been over four months now since I had had COVID. You know, I'm I'm entering a point now where I am I am getting better. What is normal? Because you kind of forget what normal is. You kind of forget. Mm-hmm. Right now, I could best describe my fatigue as as if I played my first game of of cricket for the season yesterday, and that's the level of fatigue I'm at now after walking around for half an hour two days ago. Mm-hmm. You know, your muscles hurt. You're a bit tired. You're a bit sore. You've had to go to work the next day because your game's on a Sunday. And so you've had to get up early. You can't like sleep in and fully recover. So like, that's kind of how I would like describe it. Uh, 
is that normal? What's normal? Mm. I, I, I don't know. Normal is different Look, for every single person. I think, I think this exercise is useful for everybody because everybody should be managing their energy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless, unless you're, a, you know, in your early 20s, like even then, even like then, I said, the world is the Hunger Games. I, I reckon a 20-year-old now is heaps more tired than I was when I was 20. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can attest. So, mm. you know, yeah, what is normal? Everyone will have their own energy levels, and I think that that's, that's important. So, summarize, this week I'm mm. going to continue tracking, but I'm also going to track my sort of productivity levels, and then I'm going to work that into working out how I can best plan my week weeks moving forward lovely yes fantastic Stacey what are you working on this week well I started at the Bondi running and triathlon club as I said I was going to last week and I joined their try a try program so the the acronym for the Bondi running and triathlon club is BRATS and I joined there (laughs) for those that aren't on the zoom Taryn nearly well I was on I was on mute because I was having a glass of water and I was staying <laughs> hydrated. And then, yes, anyway, moving on. And I joined their Try a Try program, which I thought would be pretty safe, right? I've never done a try before. And so I'm trying one. It's like based on the title of the program, I would be a good fit for this program. I was trying a try. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, Taryn. So I turned up on Wednesday and that was the first, the first, so it's 6am pretty much every morning. You've got to be somewhere for running, biking or swimming. First was a run and I'm not, you know, I could run five. I can do a uh, park run way at the back. I'm slow, but I could complete it. Three steps into this run, I knew these weren't my people. Uh... I should have known. I get this. <laughs> get there no one is over 30 there might be some like particularly shiny people with good skincare over 30 but they are fit young shiny beautiful energized human beings bronze bondi people and i I turn up i'm the only one that drove my car they've all like already run to the to, to get to the start so I turn up I'm like there's no other cars here. Oh, that's because everyone else is healthier than me. I did come from Balmain, so I did have to drive. I get there and three steps in, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> and they oh, are no. gone. And I thought, look, I'm just going to run at my usual pace because if I try to keep up with them, I'm going to crap out before the end of my run. And so I'm running along and they're just getting further and further and further in front of me. And I I didn't expect to join a triathlon program and be any good. I thought there would be more support or camaraderie or something. I like to run in a group and I was just so far behind them. There was, they were just so gone. So instead of doing the full six Ks, I decided to do a four K and cut up the middle of Centennial Park. And um, I've cut up the middle and behind me, I hear, I start to come up this hill. Oh, I hate hills, me, me, me. And I hear this this like lovely woman behind me with a couple of girls that she's obviously training going, okay, girls, now we come to a hill, breathe through it, move your arms. How's your posture? Head held high, da-da-da. And I was, and I was like, oh, I know that. 
turned around and yet yeah, it was someone from my run group in the inner west they've got a run group in centennial park as well and i was able to join other fat bitch mums <laughs> running very slowly and doing tiny you know needing encouragement up tiny hills and i dropped back and joined them for the last like couple of hundred meters of my run and made it to the end but because I got I was only doing the four no one noticed me run up and I get there and a couple of the girls that had seen me take off who were super fast had already completed their six turned to me like oh my gosh you did so well you're like third (laughs) (laughs) no actually I am so last that I'm actually didn't go so well and then I got on the bike on this on the Thursday and everyone's in cleats and bike pants I was not in cleats and bike pants I was borrowing a bike I still hadn't worked out how to use the gears I was again absolutely dead last and some poor guy kept dropping back to help me such a nice guy you know you've got a big cog and a little cog and you've got just oh and no he kept saying to me now just keep pedaling just keep come on pedal pedal and I was like I'm pedaling as hard that is so funny it's, he sounds lovely the fact lovely. that he was coming back in and continuing to help you but it's also so funny that like he couldn't comprehend the like <laughs> no I am pedaling like this, this is me flat a- out <laughs> I am covered in sweat like covered red-faced how he didn't know that I was an inch away from having a heart attack I don't know (laughs) that's amazing so look that has been that's why I when I say the run sheet the working title is practicing being shit because I am I was dead last in the run dead last in the bike I did the swim this morning not dead last but back of the pack Mm. I've just decided that I'm running a different race to everybody else there. I just have to turn up. That's yep. all I've got to do. Tomorrow they're doing a long run, a long ride out to La Perouse. There's absolutely no way that I'm safe on the roads yet. I'm just going to do a few laps at Centennial Park and go home. But I am going to turn up with them, go on my way, do a completely different ride to them because I'm doing a different race. They want to do personal bests and Everybody there that I spoke to, one guy's already run a marathon. Another has already done an Olympic distance triathlon. But here's here's the thing, and I think this is the case with a lot of things in life. We are so not used to being in a situation where we're like shit at something and we're just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you would have been the same as me growing up. It's like you have to be the best at everything. Everything is a competition. Mm-hmm. Like every sport, there's a million reps teams and stuff and everyone's in a reps team. And when you're playing your musical instruments and you're, you know, you're you go in the choir and you compete. And you're stri- yeah. You can't just do something for fun and be shit at it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real joy to be had at just being doing aggressively shit. Yeah, just doing it because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's what a lot of playing sport at a lower level is. And that's mm-hmm. the same for, for, you know, triathlons and stuff and park runs. Park runs are a great example. There, yeah. there are people who do the park runs really, really well. You can go to any park run and find someone who's super fit and doesn't 15 minutes or something. I don't know, whatever. They're great. A lot of the people there are just there to because they they want the experience of running. 
Mm-hmm. And I love I love doing a park run and being yeah, sort of so you know, wholesome. Doing my like forty minute fucking <laughs> up a hill, like <laughs> it's you know, same. it's but it's it's fine. It's lovely, and I think mm. that it's a really fantastic experience that you're having. Like, yes, these people, you're not going to be front of the pack with people who've already done Olympic triathlons or run marathons or mm. are in their twenties and have washboard abs. That's fine, mm. but you're still doing it. It's yeah. awesome. And these guys are so sweet. I put a text message in the group chat saying, you know, dead last two days in a row, but not dead yet. I'll see you on Monday. And all of them were, yay, you know, I could just, I could become their little mascot. You know, <laughs> I'll definitely be the last last one to cross the finish line. So they'll all be there, you, can get you a know, when outfit. I cross. You so... can get a penguin outfit and represent, <laughs> represent. With blue hair. Yeah, a little comb over. I mean, the other thing that we did this week was we launched the podcast to the world. So we'd been quietly banking our podcasts away until we had a few to go. I went back on Facebook for the first time in like two years and said, hey, people, this is what we've done. Yay. And got lots of feedback. That's great. Did you have any any feedback that I didn't see in the Facebook comments? Uh, yeah. So pretty much exclusively the feedback went, oh my gosh, isn't Taryn good? (laughs) Damn straight people. That is what I want to hear. And I was like, yeah, Taryn's good. And Sophie isn't she? (laughs) Just silence. (laughs) My own husband said that I laughed too much. To which, like, you can see the moment the words left his mouth, it was like, oh, no, I've made a mistake. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I laughed too much, do I? Was there too much joy in my podcast, was there, Sam? No. Yeah, I think uh, this is the week that it's going to be hard launch to Twitter as well. So anyone who's listening who's come from my Twitter, welcome. And I, you can also praise me if you would like. I'm not yeah. opposed. The reason that I mentioned that is that this podcast is actually an exercise in minimum baseline, because Mm -hmm. if you actually go back the last four, you've been pretty consistent throughout, but my sound was terrible in the first one and not great in the second. And it sort of slowly got better. The length of time it's taken us to edit the podcast is getting, you know. T- <laughs> <laughs> yes, part of the reason for the uh, for the soft launch to begin with. <laughs> but you know, we we're finding our rhythm and we're doing a minimum baseline, taking like practicing being shit until you're not. Right, moving on, Taryn, what's your small dumb thing? So last week, my small dumb thing was to put my phone on do not disturb when I was doing productive things Mm -hmm. and I was sometimes successful at this I think it became more difficult as the week went on and the reason for that is because I had my first ever article on ESPN released on Friday the article was about West Ham goalkeeper Sophie Hilliard and her battle with Potts. I really recommend giving it a read. It's something that I'm really proud of. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
yeah, it's something that I'm really proud of. And I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from a lot of long COVID advocacy groups and POTS advocacy groups, people really happy that awareness is 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 getting out there about POTS and about long COVID and about the fact that it can really impact anyone. I mean, uh, Sophie Hilliard's she's 19, she's an England youth international, a professional footballer, young, fit, healthy, and and this happened to her. So she's back playing. She actually debuted last night at the point of this recording for West Ham. She came wow. off, off the bench. So that's pretty pretty cool to see that. I was I was really stoked. Congratulations, to see that. Sophie. Yes. Um but yeah, once this article went out, I I think this is an immaturity thing or it's an inexperienced thing. I'm terrified of people's responses to me being public facing. I'm terrified of uh, getting something wrong and, and, and people of the internet coming at me. Mm-hmm. So my anxiety levels when this article went live spiked like right. through the roof because I was like, oh, yeah, I, I think I read it about 10 times looking for reasons that someone might get upset about it. And so once this article went out, I was probably on my phone too much from that point. I probably mm. failed at the small dumb thing at that point because I was in full on like hyper fixation, worried about someone cancelling me for for something. Mm. So I, I I do I do think it's an inexperienced thing because I think that this is something that is going to be more common it's going to happen over and over again every mm. single time i have an opinion on the internet this is this this is going to happen to me and I- i'm making a career out of having an opinion on the internet mm-hmm. so i think it's just remembering whose opinions matter and not getting mm. caught up in it and, and also also like what if you write something that offends people and people come at you on the internet because like the truth is you cannot pursue this career without being cancelled a couple of times all of my favorite journalists people i really admire and look up to they've all been cancelled for one thing or another that's just par for the course yeah 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 and i i say cancelled kind of facetiously yeah 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 yeah. i know what cancel culture is not a thing it's accountability i think that i I mean it's also it's also the nature of the internet nowadays people do come at you for minor infractions, major infractions, but you will be criticised and you might even just take opinion as criticism. This was this is going to happen to you. And perhaps this anxiety spike and the hyperfixation, which I completely identify with. I've had a few things, boring business articles that have gone live. I was on page two of the telly this week, actually. I made a comment and they put an enormous, unnecessarily large, hideously ugly photo of me to accompany the article and then quoted about five actual words of what I said. And I got to tell you, I was pretty hyper fixated on that. I was refreshing the news.com homepage. From my experience, it's just part of the journey. Yeah, absolutely. It, it doesn't, I, I think the thing about it is that you need to listen to people whose opinions actually matter. Not construing a difference of opinion with someone coming at you or criticism Mm -hmm. or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people 
will comment something. And it, it actually happened with this article where people have sort of been like, oh, you know, I, I have a difference of opinion about this. And I know I'm like, well, I sourced this from this place and I know that I have integrity and blah, blah, blah. But I don't I don't respond because they don't know that. And they're mm. not coming at me. They just mm. they just see something slightly differently based on what they've read. Mm. And that's not an attack on me. That is not an attack on the article. That is all it is, is them seeing an article and having a difference of opinion. And that is actually not an issue. Mm. So mm. anyway, this week, and- my small dumb thing is to continue to try to turn my phone off when I am doing something. That's that's it. I'm just going to try again. Well, let's move on to your small dumb thing because I've made that into a whole thing that wasn't small <laughs> or dumb at all. Anyway, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have a thing that is small and or dumb for us, Stacey? <laughs> So I've got a couple of small dumb things. Last week, my small dumb thing was to send 10 messages or emails to people that might help me liquidate this stock I've got sitting in the US. Again, all of those came to dead ends. We're talking like two dozen dead ends at this point. It is getting exhausting, but I need to get rid of the stock. It needs to happen. So my small dumb thing again this week is another 10 messages and calls. I just have to get it done. On the triathlon front, I got the tow bar, which was my small dumb thing for the triathlon thing last week. And I got the bike rack. So I feel like a proper athlete now. Got a tow bar on my car. Very butch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have a Subaru, Stacey. I have a Subaru with a tow bar. That is the most lesbian thing I have ever heard. <laughs> Better tell Sam. <laughs> he loves the tow bar. Maybe he's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> he does give off lesbian energy. I, I, yeah. I rate it. I rate it. <laughs> Lesbians like him. Yeah, I could see him, like, you know, living a a sort of cottage core life, you know. I've always and... wanted to get him into, a, like, a nice leather sandal. <laughs> I think he'd look hot. Some orthopedic shoes. Checks out. Checks out. (laughs) Um, Look, my time is like Tetris at the moment. The kids have been doing these after-school activities, which we just totally underestimated the time and energy that would pressure it would put on us and them. And we went for all of them instead of just doing one that the kids might like. And they're exhausted. We're exhausted. Leo, Max and I had to just call it quits on Thursday. We wagged tutoring and went to the shopping centre food court, all ordered a mishmash of our favourite foods, sat there and ate off each other's plates and then went and played video games at the arcade for the evening. Amazing. (laughs) So that's where we're at. We're all pretty tired. My minimum baseline is just going to be to turn up to the training sessions with the Bondi Brats. I'm I'm running my own race. All of these guys are fitter than me. I'm just going to turn up to the bike legs. And if I do one lap in a hill, that's fine. If I do four Ks instead of 12 Ks, that's fine in the run. I'm just gonna turn up, do what I can. And my minimum baseline is actually being there at 6 a.m. It's not even finishing, so. That way the exercise is done by the time the kids get up. If my day explodes, exercise isn't the first thing to go. I just need to 
like stop doing the Tetris thing with my time and just get the exercise done before the sun is up. Good stuff. That's yeah. not small or dumb. It's, <laughs> it's small-ish and very smart. Good stuff. Thanks, TJ. No worries. What's your mini motivation for the week? Uh, so I have two. Mm-hmm. The first is what I talked about before. Sophie Hilliard debuting for West Ham just after I had written this article about her and her battle with POTS. It's so motivating to know mm. that there is someone who is back playing. It's incredibly inspiring for me. I am not a professional athlete. There is nothing that I would want more to be able to play for my community club again next season in yes. some way. And go the Yarra Jets. Come on, the Jetties. I, it's genuinely like there's something so freeing about playing sport. It's the place where, you know, you can be you can be angry, you can be yourself, you can be you, you can sort of let out this kind of physicality that doesn't exist in any other way. I think that's so important to us as humans and you can you can mm. let that physicality out in different ways. It doesn't have to be through like organized team sport. But for me, that's how I've always let it out. And I just I want it back. I want to be able to play again. So yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh but the, the the other motivation, and I don't I don't know if I've actually ever talked about this on on this podcast. One of the football things that I do is I work for a video game called Football Manager. Football Manager is a uh, a game where you, you manage a football team. You're kind of the coach, so you don't play. It's not like FIFA. You're, you're not actually directly controlling the game, but what you're doing is you're controlling the training, you're controlling the signings, you're controlling the, the transfer of the club, and the database is extremely, extremely detailed. Like there is so many variables for each player for each team that that come into it and it's become quite renowned you know it's kind of a nerdy sort of game but so it's, it's like fantasy football league but no i mean well you're playing through you know like i could play on football manager 23 i could make take my team up to like 2040 like it's not a mm-hmm. it's not fantasy you're not picking your team but it's 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 an extremely detailed simulation game of management at the moment there is no women's teams in this game and i am part of the team that is working to build the women's database mm-hmm. so that hopefully next year women's teams will be in the game which is incredibly important for i mean for the game because it opens up a whole new market particularly in the states but also yeah. just for like football culture like football manager mm-hmm. is so you know so many memes and and has has such a big part in in sort of football culture in a similar way that FIFA does that I think it's really exciting all of that background to say the new football manager game came out this week FM23 the beta is out I love playing this game yes. playing this game is my mini motivation this week to get my ass into gear and work on the fucking women's database because (laughs) I want to, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play as the Mariners are coming into the league next season, into the, into the A-League women's next season. I want to play as the Central Coast Mariners and I want to win the league with the women's team. Okay. (laughs) So 
the motivation for me to get my ass into gear and do the work is so I get to play it at the end of the day. So that's, Amazing. that's my mini motivation. Amazing. Stacy, what is your mini motivation for this week? Well, I've had, since we've gone public with the podcast, I've had several of my friends reach out to me and say that they would like to participate. They've got their own goals and they want to use the minimum baseline method to move incrementally towards them. So I'm going to create a WhatsApp group with some of my peeps um, who have goals. I'm going to post my weekly and daily plan in there and let my mates hold me accountable and I'll do the same for them. Um, If you are listening and you know my number and you want to be added, let me know. I will add you. Uh, so I'm going to do that. That's going to be my mini motivation is my friends and a WhatsApp group. And we're going to see how that goes. Great. Am I your friend? Yeah, you'll be in the group for sure. They all like you better than me, apparently. (laughs) You're so good. Taryn's so good. Your mini motivation is to just be like me. Be more Taryn. (laughs) I love this. I love this. I can't see my face. Unimpressed. Very, very unimpressed. <laughs> well, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it too. Well, to hear more of me, Stacey, mm-hmm. where can you find us? The people can find us at our website at minimumbaseline.com, Instagram at minimum.baseline, Twitter at minimumbaseline, or Twitter at Taryn Hedo. We're doing this in the opposite order than of, of normal, but I, I will say the next line because five-star reviews help us reach other normies who might also be trying to become incrementally less shit. Jump on the podcast app of choice. Leave us some feedback. Rate us five stars. Do you know what? Do you know what the goal for this podcast should be, Stacey? Mm-hmm. We should aim to get 35-star reviews on Spotify because my Yara Jets podcast, which was just listened basically – by you know Yarra Jets people maybe they've got about 80 listens a week we ended up with 26 because at the end of every single podcast I pushed it so hard and I harassed people at soccer training and I dm'd them and made them review us so if you are listening Uh uh-huh and you do not want an angry dm from Taryn or I then give us a five-star review Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or our RSS feed on our website. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. I wonder what the lettuces minimum baseline was. I wonder if it's if it's minimum <laughs> it was baseline. Just Atlas Lee Stress. <laughs>